Health information exchange organizations are business associates directly liable for HIPAA compliance under HIPAA Omnibus. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking to regulatory attorney Helen Oshlislawski, founder of Attorneys at Oshlislawski, a healthcare law firm based in Princeton, New Jersey. Helen will be discussing the impact that HIPAA Omnibus has on health information exchange organizations. Hi, Helen. Good afternoon. What's the biggest impact that HIPAA Omnibus has on health information exchange organizations? Well, I think that the HIPAA Omnibus rule um, will impact HIOs in a way that's similar to the impact it's going to have on, on any other business associates, so meaning that to the extent that health information organization performs business associate functions on behalf of their participants in uh, the network, then they will have to fully comply with the HIPAA security rule, and that is something that the HIPAA omnibus, once it goes into effect, is something that all business associates, including health information organizations, are going to need to deal with and uh, will need to become compliant with. Um, prior to this, uh, business associates and um, health information organizations included had contractual obligations, but my experience has shown that very often in the field that the contractual obligations didn't have as much depth in terms of being backed up with actual procedures and implementing the things that they're actually agreeing to. Now, there are real implications because if the health information organization performs BA functions and they do not put together a full HIPAA security program and comply in full with all those requirements, then they, of course, would be opening themselves up to potential noncompliance and assessment of penalties against them by the Office of Civil Rights for noncompliance because business associates and health information organizations are now directly exposed to that. So they have to develop written policies. That's not something that they've necessarily done before or have done to this point. They have to complete a full risk assessment of where PHI is being held and how it's being used. They have to appoint a security officer who's going to be responsible for their HIPAA compliance program. So this is all going to take time and attention, resources, and cost, unfortunately, to the health information organizations. But I think it also is important. I mean, that's in part why the HIPAA Omnibus Rule was passed is to ensure that when third parties like health information organizations do get access to and have this responsibility for PHI, that they do have these things in place. And that's the best way to ensure the integrity and the confidentiality of the information is to have compliance with the security rules. So that's going to be something that they're going to have to grapple with going forward. Now, health information exchange organizations, as you said, are business associates directly liable under HIPAA Omnibus. And these organizations facilitate data sharing among multiple covered entities. So what happens if there is a data breach at a health information exchange organization? Who's on the hook for HIPAA liability? Who's responsible for responding to the breach and where the liability might ultimately rest will depend a lot on how the HIE or or the network is structured. 
uh, and exactly what the health information organization is doing on behalf of the covered entities. We know, of course, that if there is a breach, that the covered entity's responsibility under breach notification would be to notify the patients of the incident. We also know that if the breach originates with the business associate who's holding the information for whatever reasons, whether it's been hacked or whether there is simply an unauthorized access or disclosure of the information, that the business associate is required under Omnibus to notify the covered entity. So it's important for us to ask what the HIE is doing uh, and what is their responsibility. HHS did make it clear that if the business associate is posting or holding or storing information on behalf half of the covered entities, then they clearly are a BA. So if somebody inappropriately has access or gains access to the information that the HIE is storing, then the BA must notify the covered entity of the breach. One area of confusion around here is who has to notify the patients and who caused the breach. So the entity that is responsible for notifying individuals in the event of a breach is the entity who is the originating source of the data that has been unaccessed by somebody else in an inappropriate fashion. So in the HIE context, if the data is being stored by the BA and covered entity one says we're participating in this network and the other physicians or whomever in the network are permitted to access the information for treatment purposes, but then somehow that information that's being stored on behalf of covered entity one is inappropriately accessed, then it's covered entity one's responsibility to notify the patient of the breach. The VA may need to discover it and notify the covered entity, and all of the participants can agree among each other, and I typically, when we get into the agreements that control these situations, to important to allocate um, the cooperation and who's actually going to notify individuals, who's going to bear the cost of that. Uh, and so a lot of that can be allocated through agreement and contractual language. And it actually, I say, it's extremely important to address these issues of what constitutes a breach, who's responsible for notification, who's responsible for the cost associated with that in those agreements. Because the omnibus rule simply tells us who needs to notify the patient in the event of a breach. It doesn't tell us how the responsibilities necessarily are allocated among the parties. So that is to be determined by contractual language, a lot of it, and through policy. And that's something that HIEs really need to spend some time looking at and deciding so they can appropriately allocate the responsibilities and resources and responding to breaches in this complex environment. That being said, what do you think are the most important steps that HIEs should be taking to ensure that there aren't any HIPAA breaches involving data of their covered entities? I don't think that any entity can fail-proof themselves against breaches. Unfortunately, I think breaches are going to be inevitable. It's just the nature of the situation. However, that said, you're asking what important steps that HIEs can take to ensure and to prevent or best prevent uh, breaches from occurring, at least with the frequencies or the, or the severity of it. The most important step really is, is start with the security rule. The HIPAA security rule and the government has put together a roadmap to help 
reduce the risks. The risk assessment as one part of identifying risks for inappropriate access or weaknesses in security. So the best way if you're trying to manage your risks is to start with the security rule because it really gives you an entire roadmap for the areas that you need to hit, everything from having clear policies in place, everything from having you know, the technological safeguards in place, having physical safeguards in place, having the administrative safeguards in place. So the security will give you a roadmap from everything from encrypting data at rest and on your laptops to training employees to make sure that they understand their roles and responsibilities are with regards to securing information, not taking things off-site, not disposing PHI or EPHI in dumpsters. We had another settlement agreement with Affinity Health Plan that settled with OCR for violations of disposing of or returning their copiers to the uh, leasing uh, agency without stripping it or cleansing it or sanitizing it against the PHI or EPHI that was retained there. And there, the settlement is for over $1.2 million. So if they had paid attention to the security rule and went through the risk assessment and went through all the things of how to properly dispose of any equipment that has PHI, then they would have lessened their chances of having a breach and, and, and avoided the, the entire issue with, with getting penalties assessed against them or a resolution agreement in this case. So so that's the that's my recommendation is to start with the security rule, start with that roadmap, and make sure you hit every single implementation specifications there. If you've done that and you've done your job very well, you've gone a long way in trying to ensure and prevent breach. Now, when it comes to the hospitals and physician practices that exchange patient data on these exchanges, what should these healthcare providers know about Omnibus? I work a lot with these complex um, networks, and I think that any healthcare provider and any organization that's looking to get involved in exchange, you kind of know if the exchange has taken steps to really understand and put an infrastructure in place that's well thought out, that puts privacy and security uh, as a top priority. The exchanges that I work with have spent um, a lot of time and dedication, blood, sweat, and tears developing, you know, very clear policies, very clear agreements that uh, allocate things, not everything from their business associate responsibility and have spent a lot of time and painstaking time to make sure that a lot of these difficult questions involving breach and allocation of responsibilities and what are appropriate uses, what are not appropriate uses, and just overall general HIPAA compliance, you know, everything from the notice of privacy practices to consent forms and HIPAA authorizations and when they're required and when can such data be used for secondary purposes and, and so on and so forth. So what can healthcare providers do? You ask your HIE, what, you know, what do you have in agreement? They should have policies in place. They should have clear policies that are not just four pages long. They should be meaningful and comprehensive. They should have participation agreements that are in place that talk about how the network works. They have to, they should have business associate agreements in place that deal with things like breach and allocation of responsibility. And the policies should address all these things we've talked about, everything from Omnibus, the requirements under HIPAA and high tech and all these things. If the HIE or the network or the HIL has done its job, then all these issues should be appropriately addressed in a place, namely in their policies and in their procedures and in their documentation and their contracts. So that's where they need to look. Finally, any last 
thoughts or suggestions about health information exchange organizations and the steps that they should be taking with subcontractors or covered entities to comply with HIPAA Omnibus? For any entity, whether you're looking to join an HIE or you are the HIE, you are the BA, you're looking to be HIPAA compliant, you need to think about four pieces. One is what is your structure in your, your organization um, for HIPAA compliance, you know, meaning who's involved, your privacy officer, your security officer, your legal counsel, your audit and compliance, whatever. You should have a group of people who have taken ownership of the compliance program, um, and, and if you're looking to join an HIE, that they should be able to demonstrate that they have structure in place where they have a group of people who have taken ownership and responsibility for HIPAA and high-tech compliance. The second piece, and that's oversight and the structure for HIPAA compliance, that's your people. The second thing is your HIPAA policies, okay? So any HIE or any organization, you have to have well-developed HIPAA policies that address not only just, you know, the, the major things, but how does HIPAA and how do these safety and these requirements under HIPAA and these standards under HIPAA, how do they work in the HIE context? Uh, HIEs that have been well-developed and thoughtfully developed will address all these issues, including the updates of Omnibus in written policies. So that's the second thing is have policies. The third thing is to have compliance documentation. You should think about that if you're going to be compliant with um, Omnibus, there are things that you need to document. If you're addressing a breach, okay, and you're trying to evaluate whether or not you need to notify, you have to document your process of determination of whether there's a low probability of that the information has been compromised with this incident. So, you know, your NPP, your BA, your authorization forms, your security risk assessment, there's a whole host of things under HIPAA and high-tech and Omnibus that require documentation. Uh, the policies is one thing. So make sure that you have all of your comp- compliance documentation done, completed, and are able to produce that if you are one of the lucky that get uh, chosen for an audit or if you need to respond to OCR because a patient has complained about noncompliance. And then the last thing of the four, the fourth thing is, is, is making sure you have processes. So if you have a policy and procedure and you have documentation of how you dispose of your Xerox copy machines, but, you know, nobody actually follows that policy, then you're going to end up in a situation like we saw with the, the, the recent uh, resolution agreement that the media was disposed of inappropriately and ended up in a resolution of $1.2 million. So you have to ensure that once you've done all this work, you have a team, you have your policies, you have documentation, you have all these things in place, that you're actually your employees are following through and people are assigned to actually make sure that you are complying, that you have updated, that you are doing the things that the omnibus rule is requiring as of September 23rd uh, and all these things. So oversight, policies, documentation, and processes. So that would be my recommendation. Thanks, Helen. I've been speaking to attorney Helen Oshislawski. I'm Marian Kolbesek-McGee mm-hmm. for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.